Hello, church, and welcome to the FUMC Borough Podcast. I'm Ben Shaw, the Director of Modern Worship and Media here at the church, and I am excited to be introducing a first-time preacher on our podcast. This week's message is being brought to you by none other than our new Minister of Disciples in Action, Sally Millsap. She will be sharing a bit about how she ended up feeling the call into ministry, as well as wrapping up our Sabbath sermon series. We would love for you to join us this coming Sunday at 8.30 a.m. for Modern Worship, 10.30 a.m. for Traditional Worship, and 9.30 a.m. for Sunday School. We have both virtual and in-person options for all three times. Head on over to fumcm.org for more information. We are so glad that you have chosen to be in ministry here with us at First United Methodist Church of Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We pray that we can all live into our mission of growing disciples of Jesus Christ who know Him, love Him, and serve Him for the transformation of Murfreesboro and the world. Now, here is our Minister of Disciples in Action, Sally Millsap, as she wraps up our sermon series called Relearning Balance, Sabbath in the Age of Always Tired. Sunday marks the end of our sermon series entitled A Sabbath as Resistance. You've heard from each member of our clergy staff during this series, and this morning is my opportunity to share with you for the first time in my new role here at the church. Actually, this has been a season of first for me, the first time quitting my job and changing careers in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, the first time uh, starting school with a husband and two children, and the first time writing a big paper for seminary. As I was preparing to write that paper, um, I was thinking about, I need a comfortable place to work at the church. And so I remembered that the Kwanania Sunday school class had a couch. And so I gathered my computer and my books, and I headed upstairs and as I was entering their classroom, I noticed a painting on the wall that was slightly askew. And, and so it had probably been that way for six months, but it needed to be straightened. So I straightened the painting and I sat down and got to work. And a couple of minutes later, there was a crash, a boom. And I look over and the painting was on the floor and it had knocked something else off onto the floor. And, and I look over and it's the Ten Commandments in three pieces. I had physically broken the Ten Commandments, and all I could think is, God, what are you trying to tell me here? Um, I'm sorry to Lee Moss and the Quanania Sunday School class. Um, I'll glue these back together later today. Um, but they've actually been sitting on my desk since that day, and it's helped me reflect on how I have broken the Ten Commandments as a beloved child of God. My reflection on that lack of obedience to the Ten Commandments throughout this Sabbath series has been meaningful in my preparation for our time together today. As we think about the Ten Commandments, Let's focus on how the 10th commandment relates to Sabbath. 
You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor male or female slave, nor ox or donkey or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Covet. That is an interesting word and and one we don't use often in everyday conversation. Covet is often misconstrued to only mean the intent of wanting and not an act. Walter Brueggemann says that this is most surely a mistaken interpretation of the commandment. Coveting is understood in a biblical tradition as including both an attitude of craving and a forceful action to secure what is craved. An example from my childhood of coveting would be that I saw an outfit in my sister's closet that I really wanted to share. And without asking, I went in my sister's closet, took the outfit, put it on, and even wore it to school. Biblical scholars have written countless works on the Ten Commandments, but most all of these works agree that they have two components— one that has to do with how people live before God, and the second is how they live with one another. The 10th commandment is included in this second grouping of the 10 commandments. And as I read it again, let's listen for the language um, of how God is helping give us direction on how we should live with one another. You shall not covet your neighbor's house. You shall not covet your neighbor's wife, nor male or female slave, nor ox or donkey, or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Did you catch the word? The one that was repeated three times? Neighbor? The Tenth Commandment is about understanding how our acquisitiveness impacts our neighbor. You can think about acquisitiveness as that desire to acquire, to the need to accumulate material goods and money. Sabbath in the context of the 10th commandment means loving your neighbor by restraining ourselves from acquisition. To be perfectly honest, before reading Brueggemann's book, Sabbath is Resistance, which has helped guide this series, I would have not seen a correlation between Sabbath and the 10th commandment. But God keeps revealing those connections to me in many ways as I have prayed and reflected in preparation. As I thought about the 10th commandment and Sabbath, I started thinking about my own tendencies and practices. My family knows that I don't struggle with some of those typical American obsessions, things like fancy cars and and lots of shoes and handbags. Um, I could argue that I consider myself a minimalist and I, I really don't like to shop. But And before preparing for the sermon, I think I could have even made the argument that I don't really struggle with the 10th commandment. But reality is we all struggle with acquisition. Everybody's struggle has to do with their anxieties and fears. As Zach talked about in his sermon, true Sabbath is a resistance to anxiety. 
To be perfectly vulnerable with all of you, my anxieties come from the need to be in control. This manifesting constant communication, lots of to-do lists, and everything in my house needing a very specific place to live. When I saw Megan Ward, a member here at FUMC, post on her Facebook about a new show uh, on home organization called The Home Edit, my inner soul cheered with delight. But I also knew that that show could cause some trouble. It had only been 18 months since the release of the Marie Kondo show, um, which had devolved for me into a desire to fold everything just the right way. For those of you who've watched the home edit, you know the compulsion for buying clear plastic bins of every shape and size is a reality, one which I got sucked into quickly. And to be totally honest, I went to $5 Generals in less than 48 hours to get the exact bins I wanted to organize Joe's closet. So some of you are wondering, what is the harm in those cheap plastic bins? And, you know, how does this relate to our study on the 10th commandment? While my acquiring control of my possessions isn't inherently bad, I have thought about how much time I spend coveting control over my life and stuff. This covetiveness blinds me to our consumeristic culture that crushes people in low-wage jobs and poor working conditions. The way I live really does contribute to very serious problems. In my craving to be in control of my possessions, I spent two hours in my car driving all over Rutherford County and several more hours organizing a closet full of hand-me-down clothes and shoes that may or may not ever get worn. Again, spending time and money organizing a closet is really not the end of the world, but, but what if I had used that time to instead sort clothes at the journey home? cook a meal for a family in quarantine, or even pick up trash. You know that trash that you see that litters 231 and 840 on the way to Middle Point Landfill? That measure of our consumerism? Over the past several months, we have started a journey together via our discipleship pathway, trying to live into Jesus' invitation to follow Him. We started to understand that living the good news is messy and difficult. Jesus turns the world upside down. As Drew talked about last week, the gospel is counterculture. Instead of multitasking, Jesus is asking us to live into Sabbath by truly being present. The 10th commandment is just as challenging. The 10th commandment is a safeguard for a certain way of organizing social power in the interest of the whole neighborhood. Such neighborliness is eroded and eventually destroyed by unchecked acquisitiveness that preys on the vulnerable. Remembering acquisitiveness is that 
insatiable need to have more. If we acquire more, then only then will I be content, only to realize there is never really enough. The desire to acquire has the greatest impact on those who have the least power and resources. Well, how does this manifest itself here in Murfreesboro? One of the most valuable acquisitions in this county, especially this county since it's growing at such a rapid rate, is land. Land equals wealth and power. Murfreesboro currently has 45 beds for people who are homeless. Yet, in the last 12 months, there have been 8,000 calls placed to the 211 number for rental assistance and shelter information. The estimated homeless population is about 300, but there's a possibility of thousands who are living in their cars, couch surfing, or living in motels. There is obvious need for additional homeless shelters and more affordable housing for the working poor. But if you read anything, our current zoning climate towards homeless shelters and affordable housing is not in my backyard. I think we could argue that this is an unchecked acquisitiveness that is preying on the vulnerable. We're not allowing shelters and affordable housing to be built in our backyards. I know when Ben Shaw got a recording of this video of my sermon that he was confused. I look like I've literally rolled out of bed. Well, to be totally honest, that's what I did. Last night, Missy Loftus and I served as host for Stepping Stones Safe Haven here in the youth wing of our church. We housed 10 women and children last night for a good night's rest. There was a team of lay people who prepared beds and fed people meals. These vulnerable children of God enter our building twice a month because they lack the means to acquire housing. One of our guests last night shared with us as she left this morning that often she wakes up at a friend's home or in a random hotel room, but this morning she woke up in God's house, and that gave her such peace. When I consider how I might be a part of God's solution to the homeless issue and and the myriad of other societal problems, I discover that the 10th commandment in keeping the Sabbath as practical, needed, loving your neighbor is the alternative to acquisitiveness. Jesus invited us to something different by living into the beauty of covenantal neighborliness. As we seek to follow his words, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and the first commandment. And the second is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments, I hang all the law and the prophets. 
So may we see Sabbath as a regular, disciplined, visible, concrete yes to the neighborly reality of a community loved by God. May we come to know Sabbath as a place rested in God's grace, and may we be willing to extend that Sabbath to our neighbors and how we live and how we acquire. Thank you for joining us this week. If you would like more information about how to get involved here at FUMC, you can find us online at fumcm.org or by searching FUMC Borough on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Have a great week.